Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? I scared somebody, I won't mention her name, but I scared somebody before service. And I said, this is why the Lord had to make it an instant. Because could you imagine if we heard that trumpet and there was like two minutes before he took us out of here? The, the prophecy wouldn't be true because some of us probably would die <laughs> of a heart attack. You know, think about that. But in a moment, the Lord is going to take us. There is an event that's coming that no man know the day or the hour. It can happen at any moment. The imminent return of Christ, the rapture of the church. But the second coming... We can know. Those alive during the tribulation, when the abomination of desolation happens, they can say, mark your calendar, 1260 days from now, the Lord will be back. So when it's talking about in Scripture that no man know the day or the hour, it's only talking about one event. It's only talking about one event. Again, we're going to see some of that today. Now, but remember this also. Jesus is describing, he's answering three, a three-part question. And this is crucial. Now, we're looking at Mark chapter 13, but the parallel passages to this are Luke 21 and Matthew 24. We're even going to dive into a separate teaching in, in Luke 17 today. But here's the thing. This is what we know about those passages. They all work together. We get a better understanding of what's going on if we just study them all out. Well, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, we actually get what the disciples asked specifically on this Olivet Discourse. This verse says this. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives... The disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when the, will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? That's a three-part question. And we're going to see Jesus answers them, all three, in order specifically. But here's how it's broken down. First, they want to know, tell us what these things will be. That's talking about the destruction of the temple. Jesus told them that not one stone would stand upon another in that temple complex. And I won't rehash that, but we know that literally came true in 70 AD. Literally. And so we can be sure that the rest of these prophecies in Mark 13, in Matthew 24, will literally come true. These are not made-up stories. These will literally happen. But so that first thing, tell us what these things will be. That's talking about the temple. Second, what will be the sign of your coming? This is talking about the second coming of Christ. And we're going to see he answers it specifically today. But then the third thing, and this is the one that should excite us. He then says, they, he, they ask him, what is the sign of the end of the age? And today we're going to see that Jesus declares what the end of the age is. I'm not going to go into dispensationalism and all of these things, you know, these terms that some of you don't care about. But understand, we're now living in the church age. And we're going to see what clearly ends the church age. Which is when we, as the bride of Christ are taken home to be with our bridegroom. When you and I will spend that glorious honeymoon with our king, 
We are not appointed under wrath, church. We will not go through the tribulation when God pours out his wrath on a world that has rejected Christ and when he once again turns his face towards Israel. We have a glorious future, and that's what Jesus is going to be looking. We're going to look at that today. But here's something I want you to understand, because this has been creeping in in the last, I think it's appropriate, in the last 10 years especially, there's been a lot of new doctrine coming out of like, not to harp on it too bad, but Dallas Theological Seminary and other cemeteries out there that, uh, yeah, I said it. So, and other uh, seminaries, I mean, um, that are teaching a lot of the things that go against the, the truth of the rapture and our blessed hope. And I think it makes sense because if you think about the days in which we live, the enemy doesn't want us to have hope. The enemy doesn't want us to, to preach the, the rapture because it's very effective when people start to uh, think about the fact that they could be left behind. See, the rapture of the church, it should do something to believers. It should give us hope. It should motivate us to live right. It should motivate us to share the truth of the gospel. But to the non-believer, it should also scare them and make them realize you don't play games with God. Well, I'll get right with God someday. Well, what, what happens if the rapture comes? And so more and more we're seeing doctrine that teaches against it. And today we're going to see some of that because when we look in Matthew 24, comparing it to Mark 13, we're going to see that there's a whole new school of theology out there that says this isn't talking about the rapture when one is taken and one is left and all of this. It's talking about the second coming. It's not talking about the rapture. But I'm going to show you why that cannot be true. And I'm going to use Jesus' own words to show you this. Because if I haven't already said it, words mean things. And he is the word made flesh. And we'll see some other verses pertaining to the word. And so today, I want us to understand that. And we're going to look at, we're going to look at the second coming. We're going to look at the rapture of the church and why it brings us hope and the end of the church age. But I also want us to understand, I talked about this last week. Jesus is talking to a Jewish audience. Very Jewish. All of them he's talking to are Jewish. And he's pointing to the tribulation when it will impact the Jews, when he talks about those in Judea, Judea, easy for me to say, when they see the abomination of desolation to head to the hills. But I also want us to remember he is talking to Jewish believers as well. He's talking to the disciples who became the church. And so he's also talking to Jewish believers at the end. Remember, Jew and Gentile together, we're the church. There is no Jew and Gentile in the church. The church is something very specific and something very beautiful. But here in Mark 13... In verse 24, Jesus is going to then talk about that second question. What is it going to look like right before his second coming? And he answers it. Verse 24, but in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars of heaven will fall and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Okay, we know the tribulation is going to be horrible. But I wonder if we really realize how horrible I don't think we can really understand it and thank God. But let me just read to you some other verses. In Revelation 6, um, we're going to look at the sixth seal judgment. This corresponds with what Jesus is talking about. During the middle and towards the end part of the tribulation, all hell is going to break loose on planet Earth. Literally. Hell's gates are going to open. Things are going to invade the Earth. Satan is going to literally possess the Antichrist. Evil, wicked, horrible things are going to happen. The worst time the world has ever known. But look at this. Revelation 6, verse 12 through 14. I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black 
as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as, fig tree, as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island were moved out of its place. Does that sound difficult? Does that sound like a hard time? Just know it's going to get worse. This is just the beginning. We know this. We also know in the trumpet judgment, something called Wormwood, a giant comet, meteor, something is going to hit the planet. We know from the Old Testament that the planet itself is going to stagger like a drunk man, meaning it's going to be knocked off its axis. Do you understand? (laughs) This is a time we can't really comprehend, a time that has never happened before. We also know this, though. In the third trumpet judgment, that happens in Revelation 8. But then in the fourth trumpet judgment, look at this, Revelation 8, 12. Then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened, and a third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. This corresponds with what Jesus is talking about, about the time right before his second coming. And as if that's not bad enough, look at the seventh bowl judgment. Revelation 16, verse 20. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. Let me reread that, just in case you missed what it just said. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. How is that even possible? Words mean things. This is the word of God. It's true. This is literally going to happen. But then look at this. And great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. Do you understand a talent is 75 to 100 pounds? What kind of hail is going to hit the earth that's 100 pounds? Yeah, have you ever been in a big hailstorm? Where, I mean, like golf ball size, something like that? Uh, you know, it, it's pretty intimidating when cars start getting dented and windows start breaking. 100 pound hailstones? Could you imagine? And look at what it says. And men blaspheme God. Instead of repenting, they blaspheme God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Well, I'll agree with that part. That's exceedingly great and not in a good way. That's horrible. And so we see it goes from really bad to really, really bad to really, really, really bad. You want me to keep going? Because it's going to get really, 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 really bad. It's the worst time the world will ever know. It's really, really, really bad. And remember this, during that time period, the oceans are going to die completely. Drinking water is almost going to be non-existent. Think about that for a minute. Billions of people, with a B, billions of people are going to die. We know this from the other descriptions in Revelation. Billions. Think of all the bodies strewn around the earth, decaying, all the smell and the stench and the disease. There will be famine and pestilence and plagues, world wars. This is not, this is not just some, you know, oh, cloak and dagger event, you know, like some of the movies make it out to be. I'm not trying to, to diss too much on like the Left Behind series or things like that, but they make it seem like it's going to be, you know, kind of an adventure. It is not going to be an adventure. It's hell on earth. I don't know if I told you, it's really, 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 really bad. And if I had a thesaurus, I'd look up words for that. But I, I mean, is that This bad? has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. 
Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.